Hey, everyone. It's Monday, and I'm George Watkins. Thank you for stopping by. We are kicking off the week with some good word right out of Ephesians 1 today. I call it my super pill, so welcome to our our kickoff for a super week. (laughs) Now, remember, we set the pace by what we say and what we declare and what we pray. We say the same things that we pray. That's the key to having harmony. Now, the basic uh, meaning of of confession confessing the word and and so forth is it's a it's a, almost like a musical note or harmony it's like when you take two keys on the piano if you have a talent of some sort and and hit the right ones you'll make a third note it won't be a and c or d and c or it'll be a new note so it is when you pray and then in your daily structural conversation, you say the same things to others or at least to yourself again and your confessions as what you prayed. That's called a single mind, not a double mind. Amen. Just a reminder, we talk about super pills and super weak and setting the pace. It only works if we play it by the rules. So many, uh, there's something that's kind of that kind of creeps into our, uh, you know, our Christian upbringing. That God is kind of like a, a Santa Claus or Uncle Charlie or our favorite teacher that'll feel sorry for you if you quiver your bottom lip a little bit and and do some whining. <laughs> no, 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 he does. He has he has more compassion than our, you know, our favorite teacher. But the rules that he set up is that if we say the things that we believe, we will experience what the Bible calls in Romans 10, salvation or to be renewed or to be delivered. Again, Paul said, the word is nigh thee, 10, 9 and 10 Romans, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, that if you'll Believe in your heart and say with your mouth. So there we have that that double harmony or that confession or that agreement, the agreeing actions with the word. Okay, well, I love Mondays. (laughs) The starter gun has fired and we are on the move. Amen. Now, if you're new to our broadcast, we're here every morning except Saturday and Sunday. Sunday night, we're here at six o'clock, a Sunday night blessing. So join us when you can. And it, um, I wouldn't be opposed if you joined us every day. Amen. Well, I try to be here every day. So come and come along with us. Amen. Well, we're going to pick it up. We're going to pick up Ephesians 2. In the uh, in the Passion Bible, I I told you I picked this up a few weeks ago and am enjoying a fresh fresh eyes, as they say, in scriptures I've read since I was a child. 
and I'm receiving something fresh every day. I told you about my uh, pastor, mentor, apostle that I worked with in the 70s, great man of God. And he was he was an old guy. I mean, he was he was really old. He was 60. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm older than that. And we asked him, how do you do it? Us young guys where there was nine of us young stallions on staff. Can you imagine working with the ego and the inferiority and the, you know, all the things that go on in young men's lives, trying to find their way or path or what's my gift? Well, it was all there and it was all good. Most of the time we had a great time, but we asked him, how can you do this every day. You beat us to the early morning prayer meeting. You're here every day working. You're preaching several times a week. And you're, you know, how do you do it? He said, daily freshness, daily freshness. So I'm reminding you of that in my notes below. I wrote a little piece about keeping your daily freshness there. All right, let's go into Ephesians 2. I'm going to read just a bit here. And his fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark rulers of the earthly realm, who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. Wow, that's a mouthful. Well, that's the snapshot of who we were when we ran smack dab into the face of grace and God captured us by his love. It's an amazing story of redemption. Now, each of us have a personal testimony. Mine may not be as dramatic as yours, but it was just as crystal perfect in God's sight because I encountered Jesus just like you did. Oh, I may not have had a long track record of bad deeds, but I needed to have the saving grace of Jesus Christ, even as a child. So he, go, he, he explains here in this first verse, and his fullness fills you. I love that kickoff statement and his fullness fills you. Let me ask you uh, a question or, or should I say, let me point out something that might be helpful. If you're having a sensation of uh, emptiness, uh, depression, uh, fearfulness, you're going through a period of being bored and you wonder what you're going to do to ramp up the excitement. It could be this first statement I make here, or the scriptures make, let his fullness fill you. There's nothing quite as wonderful as going to a great restaurant with good friends and having a super meal. Most of us, if we've gone, if we've lived very long, we've have snapshots of our favorite times with our favorite people. I can tell you the spots and the, even the food we ate, perhaps. And when you leave, 
you're full, you're satisfied. You've had good conversation and great food, and you're not hungry. Now, you will be again, <laughs> mark my word, especially if it's Chinese food. They tell me that that goes away quicker than most, but the fullness and the satisfaction in the physical body is a little indication of what it is in the spiritual body. When we eat of the bread and drink of the cup, we'll have satisfaction that supersedes anything else. It supersedes and goes beyond the natural, even in times of emptiness in our physical man, hunger, strife, problems, disappointments. Paul listed a, a list of terrible things. I mean, he says, I've been beaten, whipped, and drowned, and kicked out of town. He wasn't shot at with a gun, probably a, a bone arrow. Wow. That was, but he, he had a fullness and he was filled with the satisfaction of Jesus Christ. And that's really what it's all about, folks. You and me being filled. Even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. All right, we've nailed that down. You don't deserve anything. <laughs> it's kick you aside, roll you in the ditch. No, 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 no. You were dead in trespasses and sins. It wasn't long ago that you lived in the world's grip. And he explains it here that you have been taken over like an adopted son by the enemy. Instead of being adopted into Christ through the blood of Jesus. Wow. So he goes on to say that we obeyed the dark ruler and the authority that he had. <clears throat> the corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our self-life. Sinners, pre-saved, unbelievers, different terms for people that haven't met Jesus. They can become scary and some of them dangerous because they are gripped by the enemy. And But what they're doing is natural. They're doing the natural thing. They're living by their own appetites. And the appetites of the human nature and the human flesh without the anointing of God's blood and the, and the conversion of the heart, that's natural living. So when we see the display in our nation today of the wickedness and all the things that are trying to turn us, uh, turn us as a nation away from the principles of Christ that have been, that we have been founded on, our forefathers founded this nation as a city on a hill. They came here to have religious freedom and to establish the kingdom of God on earth. Now, those people are gripped by the enemy. They are obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. So they're under the grip of the enemy. Next verse. <clears throat> the corruption that was in us from, the, from birth was expressed 
through the deeds and desires of our self-life, we live by whatever natural craving and thoughts our mind dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else. All right. But God still loved us which such, with such great love. Verse 4. <laughs> I told you the downside of the Passion Bible is they that you can hardly see the scriptural uh, numbers <laughs> that just flows into one another. And I love to know what verse I'm reading so I can refer to it. He said, but God still loves us, but God still loved us with such great love. Okay, let's take a snapshot here for a moment. Take a, take a breath. God's love looks at the sinner with the same love that he looks at you and I. How, how can that be? How can that be? We, we, looked at, we look at someone and they're sinning, they're dangerous, they're scary, and there's a, a static in our love screen. Oh, oh, wow. Because we're generating a phileo love or a natural love, and it gets, it gets interfered. But the God love, the God love doesn't get interfered. So what I have to continue to be refreshed in is to be a, a channel a conduit of God's love. I cannot love the world in my own understanding. God looks at all this first few verses and all the mess they're in, and he loves them with the same love that he loves you and I. Now, <laughs> I can understand why he loves me because I'm such a example of what a son ought to be. I'm okay. Come on now. You catch the, catch the humor there a little bit. That's not true. My father, who I heard preach thousands of times in my youth, he said, I always thought before I got saved that God would have a special grace on me. He let me into heaven because I was, he liked me so well, or I was pitiful or something. But he had to meet Christ in the same way that Paul the Apostle met Christ, face-to-face -face with an encounter that changed his life like it has changed ours. Wow. Let me, let me just um, wrap this up for just a moment, then we'll continue on tomorrow. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. <laughs> what a Monday kickoff. All right. Well, go back to Ephesians 2 and spend some time meditating, reading, and you will get things out of Ephesians 2 I did not get because that's the way it is. God speaks to us and reveals things to us because we are individually connected to his heart. 
Hallelujah. Well, I love you all. Thank you for stopping by on Monday. I bless you. Thank you for your prayers and your your uh, sharing and all the things you do to encourage this broadcast. Thank you for your financial uh, giving. And if you are nudged by the Lord to do that, you can do it through PayPal or the address below. Amen. We continue to press forward. We've got a job to fulfill and a destiny to enjoy. I will see you in the morning. Until then, be blessed and never forget you are God's favorite.